smooches. Today we're recapping another Netflix Christmas movie, The Noel Diary. Despite some truly baffling story choices, this was an interesting film. It's about a famous writer who returns to his childhood home after his mother's death and meets a woman who seeks answers to her past linked to his family. Spoilers ahead. Hi, Meg. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good. Your hair looks good. Thank you. It's I get a what's called a barber cut now, and it's cheaper than what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but while I was getting my hair cut, I was getting texts from you um, in response to this movie. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to talk about it. So you told me to go in with low expectations. Yes. But I really like this good but do you think that part of why you liked it so much is because I told you to lower your expectations um no because my expectations for any Netflix Christmas movie are uh down with Namor and his people we should be so lucky (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Um, I can I can take the the lung crushing pressure of the ocean (laughs) Aqua Poppy. Aqua Poppy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I think that I had really high expectations going into this because my neighbor across the street, um, she watches like me the Christmas rom coms religiously and like rates them out of five jingle bells Mm. (laughs) and she rated this one super high and said that even like normies would like it normies (laughs) non-christmas movie (laughs) yeah normies being being my term i guess (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i was expecting you know the high art Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this was not high art but it was good. And there were parts where I was like, ooh, hello. Yeah, yeah there were storylines that I thought we could have done without mm-hmm. and yeah. then focused on other things, but we can get into it. So we should probably say the name of the movie. The movie is-, is The Noel Diary. Yes, came out this year. Um, and I believe it's based on a book it did say that at the beginning um i had not heard of it before but you did you recognize the male lead yeah it's justin hartley from this is us and it was interesting because he was once again playing someone famous yeah (laughs) and i really 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 thought it was funny that when he was like in writer mode they put like Clark Kent glasses on him (laughs) did you notice (laughs) no I missed that and you know I love a glasses moment on a hero (laughs) I felt that like what you said that simultaneously the movie was too long and also too short Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like be real moments in this yeah where they like panned over the scenery be roll be real is the app that makes you take a picture of your front camera and your back camera at any given moment which to me is very strange and unsettling yeah i don't like that okay b roll b roll 
um like i don't know i just thought that that was kind of weird especially when we have so so much going on yeah and we could have used a little more meat in the middle i think so i would say that this movie had moments that were the cinematic version of when in theater there's a conversation happening between two characters right and Mm -hmm. another character just kind of like becomes an npc for a moment Mm -hmm. even though like they're still there but we're (laughs) supposed to be like okay they're not there anymore which is really awkward when someone does it in a film setting Uh and the only reason i know about this like kind of concept is because there was an actor on once upon a time who was really bad about doing this and would just (laughs) kind of like stand there like motionless when it wasn't his turn (laughs) to talk but he was still in the frame i love that you called it an npc because that makes total sense yeah i i know that there's like a an actual thing that it's called so theater people can correct me but um yeah there were moments where it's like why is someone in a car in the cold for this when they could be inside just in a different room because from the outside that cabin looked enormous yeah that was a mansion okay so we should we yeah. should recap yes let's do that so justin hartley plays jacob turner Turner, mm-hmm. jake turner and he is that mythical creature a celebrity writer who people recognize on site and by name i was so ben was watching the first half with me and yeah. i was telling him about this phenomenon especially in netflix christmas movies like a castle for christmas mm-hmm. where i'm like how many authors are you gonna see on the street and be like that's this author mob them there are exactly two one is neil gaiman mm-hmm. the other one she who must not be named i'm gonna name her joanne kathleen Rowling because if mm-hmm. i see her on the street it's fucking on site <laughs> you should have just catch <laughs> she's gonna catch these hands you should have just been rich <laughs> and been done with it you shouldn't have like told us shit like oh wizards actually just like shit themselves and magically disappear and also <laughs> tr- trans women aren't women fuck you joanne she said that about wizards shitting themselves yes yes <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe i'm gonna need to double check that this isn't like something that someone said like as a joke like, as a ridiculous thing that she said because she said so many ridiculous things <laughs> Oh my god wow i hope that's true <laughs> i'm gonna google pee their pants okay toppling from vice yes harry potter wizard shit their pants <laughs> no hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms the official pottermore twitter account explained before adopting muggle plumbing methods in the 18th century wizard witches and wizards simply relieved themselves wherever they stood and vanished the i fucking hate this woman (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is extremely cursed (laughs) oh okay okay. so he's a celebrity writer (laughs) 
and but every, he's lonely <laughs> and, and but everyone wants to get in his pants yeah the book signing looks like justin hartley and is yeah. a famous author and his books have sold like five million copies and mm-hmm. are going to be adapted for film and have been translated in 30 languages mm-hmm. i think of this book signing the way i think of like the actors at um cons at the um at the disney parks who are the mcu characters and Uh how like the actor who played loki like did not last long i don't think probably because people were being very inappropriate and it's like a well-known thing amongst fans that like there has never and there will never be a bucky really park yeah like it that would be sending someone into a hazardous work environment so like that is the prevailing theory that that's why there isn't a Bucky so yeah this man should have security because everyone is like what are you doing after this are you staying in town like here's here's my hotel room key here's my underwear here's my child (laughs) yeah And he's like, oh, well, I actually have to go home to Ava, who you immediately know is a dog. Yeah, there was no question. Because Ben, again, was with me and he was like, are we talking dog or daughter? I'm like, "Mm, I'm not getting dead wife vibes off of him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going 100% dog. Yeah. And interesting that you're saying that you don't get dead wife vibes from him. Because what do we have? Dead mom PM. Yeah, there must be a dead woman (laughs) in any of these movies. Yes, a woman must have perished. (laughs) Otherwise, not Christmas. (laughs) He goes home, and his housekeeper is like, "Are you going to be okay all by yourself?" And he's like, "I like being by myself because people suck." But he seems he just like got he... sexually harassed for like three <laughs> <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> um, and he gets a call from a lawyer mm-hmm. saying, "Um, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but your mom died a week ago, and I'm the lawyer handling her estate. So can you meet me at your childhood home mm-hmm. in a few days?" And he's like, "Wow, okay, this is a lot to process. Yeah, let me just pack a bag and do that." <laughs> so he packs up the car and the dog he goes to his childhood home and his mom is like the cleanest hoarder i've ever seen yeah and also like weirdly tidy like there's a lot of stuff but they're all sorted into piles like of like objects the only thing that is like concerning is he opens the fridge and there's a lot of rotting food but everything else is like empty hand sanitizer bottles all in one pile Mm -hmm. stacks of books all on top of the piano uh a surplus of tissues which like you know she maybe she was it, it was giving like prepper it but was not like the tissue boxes were giving prepper yeah that and the water bottles i was like wondering if she was one of those people that at the beginning of the pandemic like bought all this stuff to try to resell it at higher costs Ooh, i don't i don't think so but it's i know i don't i don't yeah. actually think so but yeah <laughs> but i have I a understand. friend who confessed to me like oh yeah me and my mom were were the people who like bought a bunch no of stuff way. not to resell it but they just oh. like 
I, I was like, I did not have a bottle of disinfectant until like three months into the pandemic. And she's like, do you want some? I still have a bottle. <laughs> Helpful. Yeah. So uh, he goes, he's dealing with the sorting of the items he gets that done really fast throughout the course of this movie i just want to know like he gets the house tidy yeah Yeah. and there's a woman who's standing outside like a real creeper (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh and eventually she comes in because the door is open and he thinks that it's his neighbor ellie um Mm -hmm. who who's lived there like since he was a child so he's known her since he was a little boy and she lets herself in and she says that her name is rachel and that she's looking for her birth mother and that she used to work at this house as Mm -hmm. the family's nanny and he has no memory of this which Mm -hmm. is interesting because he was quite up there in age for a child to not remember a whole person like maybe not remember a person's name or face exactly but he seemed to not remember having had a nanny. I'm just going to chalk it up to the trauma yeah. of his brother dying. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, Yeah, so on top of dead mom TM, we have dead brother TM. A mm. uh, very sad story of his brother climbed a tree during a snowstorm to hang up his favorite ornament, which we later find out his father knew about mm-hmm. and let him do. Which mm-hmm. is a bad parenting move. Mm-hmm. And he fell to his death, and it caused the mom to have a complete breakdown. Eventually, it led to them splitting up. The dad moved away. He, this man has not seen his father in 35 years. Mm-hmm. So, relationship completely cut off. But he finds out that this woman. Her mother had been a 17-year-old unwed Mm mother-to-be, and his family offered her a job as a nanny, and she kept this diary that is later found. Her name was Noelle. She kept a diary. The Noelle diary. (laughs) Roll credits. (laughs) Thank you for making that clear for us. Yes. Yeah. So uh, then... All of this is the setup of the meat of the movie because this this is just getting the ingredients together because (laughs) the neighbor Ellie is like, I don't remember much about the nanny. I'm sorry, but you know who would remember? Your father. And Your estranged father. And she's like, I know where he lives because he was at the funeral. And I said, why did no one tell this man his mother had died and this is when the funeral is like like if they could get a hold of mountain man a strange dad like they mm-hmm. should have been able to get a hold of famous author Jake right Turner. like send an email through his website or some shit at show him up on at Twitter. one of his book signings for god's yeah. sake so and there's a lot of just showing up places and just like figuring out where people are by making a phone call in this mm-hmm. movie so like someone should have done that yeah uh but Rachel suggests that they just kind of take a road trip to see his estranged dad and he can mend his relationship with his estranged dad and Rachel can ask about her mom. 
I want to also mention that she's helped him with some cleaning. Like mm-hmm. she she hung out that after she she walked in the door, and then they end up both being asleep in the living room mm-hmm. and, and like stay the night there together. Yeah. They also go out to eat to an uh-huh. Italian restaurant because he sees her just like camping out in her car eating a Luna bar, uh-huh. waiting for Ellie to arrive so that she can ask her about her mom and yeah. then she orders in perfect Italian mm-hmm. <laughs> which is I mean I don't know how many Italian restaurants even mom and pop ones have it's Actual ha- Italian genuinely speakers? Italian speaking, in this country <laughs> yeah genuinely Italian speaking servers like yeah maybe the owners yeah maybe maybe but I don't know. Most most servers at Italian restaurants that I think of are like high school or college age. Mm-hmm. Merkins. Yeah. Maybe that's an elitist thing for me to say. That's not an elitist. That's not coming from an elitist perspective. That's coming from someone whose husband was a cook at an Italian restaurant mm-hmm. and, and a bus at an Italian restaurant at some point. Does not speak a lick of Italian. <laughs> yeah um so basically he's like ah fuck it let's go yeah so this is perfect rom-com fodder but like what's the deal with rachel Mm, she's engaged yeah and she seems real excited about it yeah she's not um she's ambivalent at best yeah and not very good at hiding it not at all like very much like you know but like we we compliment each other and that's what what it's about right it's like hmm, you are too grown to be speaking about your relationship like these are inside thoughts if you're this (laughs) you need to be able to hide it better i'm just gonna flash back to our last episode where i was referencing those boundary cards and Mm -hmm. and she says what an odd thing to say out loud yeah (laughs) what an odd thing to say out loud yeah, and she has not told him about this job offer or this job that she applied Application. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be a translator for the UN because she also speaks French and German and a little bit of Mandarin. Uh-huh. And he's not supportive of this trip to find her mom because yeah. of gas money reasons. <gasps> really? I miss that. I know that he was an accountant and he was like very structured and stuff. It was kind of like a throwaway, and that's not mm. the vibe that we get during her later phone call with Alan. Yeah, during her later phone call with Alan, he seems perfectly chill and lovely. Yeah, he's trying to like rent a Mexican restaurant for their party, mm-hmm. which I personally would love. Great idea. Thank you for taking the initiative, Alan, yes. and taking that <laughs> off of my plate. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he, uh, Jake is not trying to be butthurt about he's trying to not be butthurt that she's engaged but he's clearly like okay Mm -hmm. um but nevertheless they embark on this journey that it's gonna be a snowstorm so they're gonna have to not make their journey all in one go they need to Mm -hmm. stay in an inn and he's like oh we've got two rooms he's like whoo good thing because if this is a rom-com yeah there'll only be one room Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, they're adjoining. They have a connecting door. 
And he's like, okay. <laughs> oh, and while he's getting the room, uh, Rachel, who had not known who he was when he said, I'm a writer. And she's like, oh, anything that I would have read? He's like, nah, not really. Which I found very endearing. She like wanted to split the tab because she thought he was a struggling <laughs> artist. I'm like, meanwhile, like a bus with his face on it drives past. But she did Google him. She figured out that he is a famous wealthy writer. And she went to a small independent bookstore and purchased this book and read like a three, four hundred page historical thriller in a, presumably an hour. Yeah, because he was still up writing. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, oh yeah. like in, in audible raptures over it. And then you see her close the book. So this means that she has chosen to speed read his book over the diary of her birth mother Mm -hmm. which she continues reading during the rest of their trip and the diary is a much more slim volume (laughs) so she elected to read the green eyes of paris (laughs) (laughs) over the noel diary (laughs) and he's all like titillated because she's loving his book yeah uh, he's like checking out her legs and stuff yeah because the door when he checks on her because she's like She's saying things like, you got to be kidding me or no way. Um, (laughs) So he knocks on her door and she opens it in her like satin cap and is like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm totally fine. Satin cap and still with her hoop earrings on. Yeah. Which was interesting to me. Um, (laughs) Certainly not my look around the house (laughs) around bedtime. So You're not um, trying to bag popular author Jake Turner. Yeah. So, like, the door stays cracked, and he, like, moves over to the side, and he sees her bare legs, and he can see the reflection in the mirror, the title of the book that she's reading, and mm-hmm. it, I love that shot. Yeah, it was good. So, I think the next thing we see is them the next morning getting ready to hit the road again, and he's, like, asking her what she thought about the book. Mm-hmm. And then they end up having a conversation about the ways that his life mirrors the life of his main character um, as far as like putting up boundaries um, between Mm -hmm. him and other people and sort of forced solitude. And it's like, "Hmm, who are we talking about here? Are we talking about the main character? Are we talking about Jake Turner, popular author? And then she says that she also loved it and loved the ending because she had gone straight into the trying to psychoanalyze him Mm -hmm. instead of talking about whether she liked it or not yeah so there are a few like cute moments on the road at one point the dog who's a perfectly behaved dog that's never on a leash and then it's welcome into bookstores inns like restaurants presumably yeah so this dog like any dog that's so perfectly well behaved on a leash eventually is gonna be a dog and chase mm-hmm. after a bunny mm-hmm. and there's a cute moment where she like he calls her and she doesn't listen but she calls her and she she's like yes ma'am i'm <laughs> she's like abandoning this Turner, dog. get back here right now <laughs> and he's obviously titillated by that he's like well. this is the woman i want to marry you think that was the moment? <laughs> I think that crying. sealed the deal. I think he was like, how am I going to break this engagement? <laughs> After the end of this. 
Okay, so then the next stop is his dad's house, right? Yes. Uh, an enormous cabin mansion, a chalet, mm-hmm. if you will. Yes. Uh, where his dad is not home or asleep. I wasn't clear on why the door wasn't being answered. Did he even knock? I think he did, but then there was a sign that was like, leave packages here, and then they zoomed in for a while on some boots that were sitting out there with Mm -hmm. some snow on them. So my initial thought was like, oh, he's there's a dead body in there. I was thinking like, what is the emotional significance of the boots? Are we going to see a flashback? But nothing. It no. was just like. Just more B-roll. More B-roll. So they sleep in the car that night. And are and seemingly not frozen to death. Yes. And there are cute moments with like the dog is sleeping on top of her at one point and then on top of him later. And then the next day. Uh, he hears an axe and he goes outside and he locks eyes with his father and his father looks you know terrified hopeful and he's like yeah Ellie told me that you might be coming that's why I'm chopping down a Christmas tree for you mm-hmm. and Jake is basically like yeah cool that's so nice of you Um, after not being in my life for 35 years mm-hmm. he has kind of a freak out he runs back to the car she persuades him to go and talk to his dad and be the first adult in his family who doesn't walk away which i think is very unfair to say about his mother yeah yeah um i didn't think about it at the time but yeah yeah so and this begins the ticking time clock of rachel sitting in the car please explain this to me i can't i cannot explain to you why they slept in a car with no heat on overnight and then he proceeds to have like a full day with his dad while she sits in the car with his dog they they make a breakthrough he and his dad yeah they decorate the tree yeah he finds out that his dad had tried to keep a relationship going and his mom for whatever reason had not passed on his letters etc but they, they get to a place where it's decent and then they finally let Rachel in the fucking house to eat yeah. some chili with them. The dad literally said, didn't you say you came here to help, help a, friend? a friend? And then they look outside the window and Rachel's there with Ava <laughs> the dog like, hi, can I come inside? Literally standing outside the window. <laughs> he could have come in and been an end room. She could have gone to the West Wing of the chalet. <laughs> Put on noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> Not been involved at all. Let them have their moment. Why'd she have to be in the car? I don't know. There's even a point where she's, like, talking to the dog. She's like, should we go in there? Yes! She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, the dad is like, oh, she's a catch. You yeah. all should be together. Um, And then they, they fuck off back to another inn. Mm-hmm. This well, one this only has one room. Yeah, because the relationship has progressed. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're dining in the in the solitude of their At some room. point, Rachel straightened her hair for this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when did she find time? <laughs> her hair is pressed. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, 
bombshell. It's my birthday. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, like, oh my God. So was, I don't know. Did Alan text her to wish her happy birthday? I have no idea. I would guess that he did. Um, he Does Alan his- know her birthday? We don't know. Maybe it's another thing that she's never told him. <laughs> <laughs> he would definitely have it in his like Palm Pilot or whatever. <laughs> um so he freaks out and he's like calling for another bottle of wine and champagne while you're at it let's and get cake. up cake and some kind cake. of dessert you can put a candle in so um yeah the cake arrives this moment i i texted you and i was like holy smoke <laughs> this movie fucks a little bit <laughs> this movie fucks a little bit <laughs> he's like hold bringing the cake in with the candle to her and they're like embracing and he's mm-hmm. still holding the plate with the cake yes. on it i'm glad you caught that because there was no moment where we see him set it down on the table and later we see it on the table so he's holding it and he's like want some dessert and she's like oh i know what i want i think that might no, be no. actually what she said no no he says make a wish and oh, she okay, says that you. she's way ahead of him. And then she puts out the candle with her fingers and they zoom in on it. She kisses him first, mm-hmm. then does that. And suddenly the cake is on a table instead of <laughs> on his arm in between them. <laughs> so the cake has magically levitated to the table. Because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like it's lit. Like someone's shirt sleeve is going to catch on fire. Yeah. They have also, had several. Where's the dog at this point? Like, where is the? Does the dog have her own room? <laughs> is the dog just going to watch them? <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to the next morning, and we see a top half exposed mm-hmm. popular author Jake Turner yeah. in bed. Um. And... Wait, wait, wait. The thing I was going to say. Oh, got track. That they'd had two. I think maybe near kisses and one where she's like, I'm supposed to be engaged. I'm supposed to be getting married, which is not the thing you say. You say, I'm engaged. I'm getting married. Not like I'm supposed to. (laughs) Like, it's just like an abstract concept. (laughs) Like, this isn't a thing that I should be doing because like, I'm supposedly, yeah. yeah. But this time she seemingly has no qualms. This time she's like, "Mm, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my back blown out by this (laughs) It's a special birthday treat. (laughs) I've been a very good girl this year. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So he's waking up to a cold side of the bed and he sees the Noel diary with a piece of paper stuck into it. He pulls it out. It's a note from a very conflicted Rachel saying, listen, I would be lying if I said I didn't want a bone from the beginning, Mm -hmm. but this has all got me very confused. I need certainty in my life. So I'm going back to Alan. And uh, this made me realize that my mom, my birth mom loved me the whole time. So I don't really need to find her anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think she, does she say in the letter, don't contact me? Or does that only happen later? Mm. Don't try to find me or something like that. She might say, don't try to find me in the letter. Yeah. So this was, this was weird to me. And I also hate this trope of someone waking up and the person has left and written a note because like, I don't know that I would sleep through that. And I'm a pretty deep sleeper. Yeah, no way. 
So I don't like I that. I think micro we're trope. meant to believe that the the love making was so rigorous <laughs> that, he, that he was just zooted. Yeah, any letter that's but any letter that starts with like first, I just want to say that last night was magical beautiful it's like you're about to get your heart <laughs> ripped out through your asshole <laughs> yeah um so yeah um, so he doesn't go and try to find her but he does go find noelle yeah pretty much immediately which to me seemed like a boundary crossing yes so here's what's interesting he had a relationship with this woman. He doesn't remember the relationship, but now he knows that this woman was significant and sort of keeping his family together after his brother's death and mm-hmm. knows through the diary entries that this woman loved him very mm-hmm. much. So I could see him wanting to see her, but it is a boundary cross to tell her about the daughter. I yeah, think. and it's like, he doesn't, she ends up being this character that has been written by someone Mm-hmm. is grateful that he gave her this information but i can very easily see she doesn't want to be approached at work to talk about yeah. one of the most traumatic things that ever happened to her mm-hmm. from a virtual stranger yeah like i i would not have appreciated that yeah. myself. also the premise of the diary itself doesn't make any sense because rachel even says And this is when they have their first near kiss, which I thought like, this is the least romantic moment possible to have Mm -hmm. this where she's like, why did she document all this just to leave it behind? Did she just want to forget it? Which is a valid question. So Mm -hmm. in her mind, Noelle was writing this, hoping that her daughter would somehow find it. But how? Yeah. She would have to guess that like the very specific scenario that actually did happen in this movie yeah like a, like a doctor strange scenario he's like how many of the <laughs> can this yeah like this family is going to continue living here forever and when she's old enough and comes looking for me she'll look for me in the last place that i worked that is on record in her adoption papers and they will have this diary yeah it it seems like the kind of thing that you would give to the adoptive parents and be like um mm-hmm. if you want when she's older please give her this so speaking of her adoptive parents that's the next scene we see with rachel mm-hmm. i don't know is it christmas eve and she's with her parents yeah i think so it's a very awkward scene to me mm-hmm. however her dress amazing perfect i could definitely see you wearing that dress it's like glittery and puff sleeve, but not like princessy puff sleeve. It's like yeah. 80s puff sleeve with like mm-hmm. a longer, like tight sleeve underneath it. It's just yeah. beautiful. And she looks yeah. great. She does She's look ignoring great. ignoring calls from both her men. <laughs> and being just no chill with her parents. Like, oh, is Alan coming? Oh, uh, maybe. Um, we're working through. We're kind of, I, I don't know. Who's Alan? <laughs> Do you think she told Alan about her hookup? Absolutely not. No. No. So um, Jake is persistently calling. Mm-hmm. She excuses herself to another room to answer it. Mm-hmm. Looks out 
the or she no she goes don't try to find me don't come find me he's like too late and How? in a horror movie in a horror movie twist he's standing outside the window how did he find out where her parents lived and know that that was where she was going to be and when and he just showed up there mm-hmm. and then he's telling her to please let him in uh-huh. because He's not going to let the woman he loves go away. And I'm like, seek professional help. This behavior, like you are having a psychotic break from reality right now. Like you all have done once. But like, I literally went through something profound together. I acknowledge that. Sure. But they've only known each other for a couple of days. And... I know that in romance timelines, sometimes that's okay, but yes. she has literally said, do not contact me. Yes. Do not show up at my parents' house Yeah, in a stalking move. So he did a very big jump from like, okay, I'm going to cross the boundary, but just like text her mm-hmm. from I'm going to cross the boundary and stalk her family. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can you honestly tell me that you don't love me? And she's like, I don't love you. By the way, those headlights shining over you, those are Alan's <laughs> like pulling into the driveway. <laughs> Were they really? Or- yes. Yeah, she's no like, way. some lights pass across him as he's standing outside. And she's like, that's Alan. You need okay. to go. No, I missed that completely. Um, yeah. I, I thought she was just talking about Alan, like, you know, Maybe it's not perfect, but he's what I want. What I want is security, which mm-hmm. is like so fucking romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love the acting of the dog because the dog like looks back at him as he's walking away, like, "Daddy, I thought that she was gonna let us in." <laughs> Sorry, Ava, baby. Daddy no. was stalking, and you're not getting a new mommy today. <laughs> uh and then what even happens at the end before she he goes back to his mom's house and finds a bunch of letters his mom wrote no it was letters from his dad that his dad had been trying to write to him the whole time and oh, that his okay. mom had had kept so he's looking at those he gets a painting of the house back before his brother died um from his neighbor ellie mm-hmm. and With he's the gonna tree with the tree and he's getting ready to just pack up and and head home when he looks across the street mm-hmm. and lo and behold there's rachel standing just there standing there beaming somewhat in an unhinged manner yes where is her car why did she park it so far away that we cannot see it in the frame <laughs> that encompasses half of the block and yeah. there's no other cars in the driveway preventing her from parking yeah nearby yeah uh and then Meg. he he looks at her and slowly starts beaming and then the movie ends on a freeze frame like it's the late 90s what a strange choice yeah there were a few strange choices besides like i said all of the like shots of like the boots and some mm-hmm. random ornaments there are also moments and at first i thought this was just my netflix buffering but it's like they kind of 
sort of slow motion a few different things mm-hmm. did you notice this yeah like the think- ornament breaking in the flashback was definitely slowed down yeah there were a few other moments like that but yeah we get that at the very end as he's as he's slowly smiling beatifically I could not believe the freeze frame ending yeah for a movie that came out this year it felt to me like they weren't actually in the same location like maybe like there was some time constraint and they couldn't film the ending they wanted or the ending they wanted didn't work so they like did reshoots separately yeah that could be that's the only thing I can think of because it's such an odd choice and like I really there are two things that I would change. Three things. <laughs> Four. Five. Three, three like big overarching things. I would have lost <laughs> the fiance plot line completely because I don't feel, I know it was only there to add conflict, but there could have been enough conflict created from like this being a woman who like is trying to sort out her past and like this is just like a lot right now and they are from very different like backgrounds yeah so there could have been a different conflict put in there Mm -hmm. and i think that it was interesting to see jake be the one to have the moment with noel Mm -hmm. but it has less weight on it because he doesn't remember noel yeah and the yeah. more the more like typical maybe they chose to do something that was outside of what you would expect the more typical version would have been to see Rachel and Noel interact right but i think it might have been good for it to be both of them so i would have changed that because i feel like that relationship is more interesting than the relationship with the kid she nannied for yeah so it really should have been that Jake was sitting out in the car for 24 hours while she talked to yeah. her bio mom or you know return the favor mm-hmm. you want to do that whole stupid thing fine but like let her have her moment with her parent too mm-hmm. and then uh i would have changed that ending i don't like endings where like the person just shows up and there isn't a conversation about mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen next although i think that might be how dan in real life ends but I'm, and that's I'm, you love that movie. I love that movie. So I think that I could see it being more. I could see it being fleshed out in a way that I would really enjoy mm-hmm. in book form. Um, it it left some filler needed for me, like in the sense of him saying that he is in love with her. Mm-hmm. It felt kind of shocking. Yeah. That said, the book that the movie is based on is called The Noel Diary um, by Richard Paul Evans. It does seem to be in the Christian fiction section. Oh, dear. So I don't know that it really will meet my requirements. Hmm. (laughs) But um, I could see the storyline working in a way I would really like in a book. Mm -hmm. And the movie, fine, I enjoyed it, but... um, yeah, it was, I'm going to say that for me, it was like three out of five Jingle Bells. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with three yeah. out of five Jingle Bells, even though I think that I might have liked this more than you, but the big structural things matter a lot to me. Yeah. 
I don't really have anything else to say about it. Do you? Uh, I have one more thing to say. Okay. If you watch this movie and you were intrigued by the premise of a prodigal son returning to his hometown after his estranged mother's death and meeting a wonderful, smart, funny woman of color who he falls in love with, then you might enjoy How That Makes You Feel by L. Diaz. There's a lot more banging and (laughs) there are no freeze frames. (laughs) There are no fiancés, but there is an ex-husband. But he's but we cool. love him. We love him. We're gonna do a book for him. It took like very little convincing to have me change my plans and be like, all right, I'll give him a book. So he's the best. He is. So uh yeah, if if those things ping for you and you like that and you like the dead mom TM trope, <laughs> I've got a book to sell you. <laughs> that would be a great holiday gift yes to pre-order your book for someone yeah i think that um anyone would be happy to receive that Mm -hmm. yeah and you would be happy (laughs) and i would be happy i mean like it is currently ranked 16,827 in contemporary romance fiction on the kindle store so like it is climbing this no but honestly i do think that that's pretty cool thinking of like how many like hundreds of thousands of books are on amazon to see that number be like that's actually higher than (laughs) but you can get it to sixteen thousand eight hundred twenty six. but do your part today do your part today and yeah this one takes place in the summer not in the winter so like sorry there's no christmas shit so speaking of holiday shit we have a Mm -hmm. couple of other episodes coming up in december Mm -hmm. we're gonna do our year wrapped yes we we did last year which was very popular and then we also will be having a repeat guest on Mm -hmm. talk about an upcoming hanukkah film the first one by hallmark and i cannot wait yes should we say who the guest is Sure. So Aisha Weedlin is going to come back. She has a book called Maybe This Christmas coming out. We acknowledge the irony that an author who wrote a Christmas book is coming on to recap a Hanukkah movie with us. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a long tradition of <laughs> these these holidays being overlapped together yeah. in some way. Uh, I know that Hanukkah is not significant religiously in the same way that Christmas is supposed to be significant religiously and culturally. And but hey, there's there's money to be made. So there are like a lot of Jewish singers and actors who have gotten that bag on Christmas movies mm-hmm. and Christmas songs. That's so true. we're just continuing that slightly problematic tradition. <laughs> yeah. But like Hallmark having a Jewish holiday movie, right on. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Even if they're doing it just for the capitalism of it all. <laughs> so uh, that's what is coming up the rest of the month. And then we're uncertain of the timing that we're going to take a break for like a month mm-hmm. just to catch up on life. Like 
Meg is in grad school. I am pregnant and have a book coming out. <laughs> There's a lot. So uh, probably all of January or like part of January will take off. So that is that is what is going on at Make Out Already headquarters. <laughs> okay. You invoked Make Out Already headquarters. What does our mystical headquarters look like? Like what, what is make out already headquarters in your mind? In my mind, it looks the way that our future bookstore is going to look. Ooh, okay. Which is like Regency Barbie. Mm-hmm. I love it. Pink love velvet it. everywhere. Just like colors thrown up all over. <laughs> elaborate furnishing settees everywhere. Everyone who comes to visit gets their own fainting couch. <laughs> There's lots of like crystal bowls full of candy. <laughs> mm, yes, I like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> One day. One day. And there's like uh, a a coffee and wine and liquor bar. Mm. So you can have I mean, our uppers you and our downers. You got it all <laughs> at Makeout Already <laughs> HQ. Oh, amazing. <laughs> So, until next time, air kisses. Mwah.